2: Merch button. Click on that, it'll take you right to the store, and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. A stick has been called, it's the stick of Marty McSword.
3: Welcome to Marty's Illegal Stick, a hockey history podcast with your host, Scott Kinville. Let's hop on that Zamboni time machine and go back in time to look at hockey's glorious history.
0: And what's up, hockey fans? And welcome to episode number ninety-one of Marty's Illegal Stick, a hockey history podcast. Recording here on Tuesday, August thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, we are brought to you by the Sports History Network, and we are powered by My Little Falls. Go to SportsHistoryNetwork.com to check out some Marty's Illegal Stick swag and other great history podcasts to do with sports. A lot of football on there too, so if you're a football plant or football fan, we got football season starting. Go check it out; it's a great time. And speaking of great time, we've been having a great time already before the show even started, right? So <laughs> we were talking about what would happen if your credit card got stolen, your debit card got stolen, and how, you know, maybe the banks won't back you up so much anymore. So, Dave,
1: without we, further ado, we, we'll give you your quick no, story. We, we, we were starting before that, because i got to say, asshole, because that's what I was going to say when the intro came on. <laughs> <laughs> My age is close to the episode number. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, we got
2: yeah. the, the, the show has a couple more episodes to catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To. Maybe okay, seven right.
1: or eight. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you about landing at Iwo Jima. All right. Yeah, this, yeah. Well, listen,
2: I told you, no one's safe. <laughs> no,
1: we're, we're no longer going to be a podcast. We're going to be on photographs.
0: Yeah.
2: That's
1: a, I know. We'll wind it up. <laughs> no, no. You know, I, I, I got this notice. You know, I made my car payment in July. got this notice that, you know, they didn't receive it and, you know, late payment and late fee oh. and all this other crap. You know, I go call them up and they're like, and I, I checked the bank. It didn't clear the bank. And so I make an online payment. I'm like, you know, everybody's uses the excuse. I lost it. Four weeks later, they cash that check. So six weeks after I sent it in, they cashed the check. I call them today. They said, no, we never got that. I said, I'm, I'm looking at it on my screen. It's right here. I can tell you your bank account number, when you cashed it, everything. Uh, well, we're going to check into that. Comes back on, you know, five minutes later. Uh, yeah, yeah we've uh, applied that to your account. Hmm. Well, whose account was it applied to? I mean, think about it. That's not a small car payment, but you know, that kind of stuff happens. I, how many people catch it? Well, you know,
0: I, yeah, I totally understand that, but you know what? Stop sending your payments in by carrier pigeon.
1: I know that's how they used to do it
0: back in the day. But listen,
1: if the shit hits the fan, they're good to eat. So shut up. Well, hey, you know. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta
0: say. Oh, so we're already having fun, and we've got even more fun lined up because we are doing another of our best of the best series today. And today we are covering the legendary Hartford Whalers, along with the Carolina Hurricanes, because they are one in each of the same franchise. Uh, makes it kind of difficult. But we're going to go through this all the same. And to help us out, and this is a guy who's going to be more and more appearing on this show because he had such a good time a couple of weeks ago, and we loved having him on, he's going to be back more and more. It's Ed Stefanik. How are you, pal?
2: Not bad. How are you guys?
0: Good, good.
2: Does my sound good? Does my sound good? Can yeah. you guys hear me now? Yeah. yeah, we you can hear me? you, I'll, unfortunately. Make sure your sure hearing aids are turned up. No.
1: <laughs> I have a mute button, Ed.
2: <laughs> 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 oh man!
0: So Eddie, are you ready for this? Because I know, like the Hartford Whalers are just one of those teams of legendary lore. And I wanted to ah. ask you before we got going because they were only in Hartford well, they were in the NHL for twenty years. And yeah. as the Hartford Whalers, they were they started off in the WHA. Yes. They were a really good team in the WHA in the seventies. Wow. Not so much success as the as an NHL team, but for some reason, this team just endures on and and hockey hearts everywhere. As one of the, the most beloved teams, why is
2: that? So it starts with the logo. It's so simple yet so beautiful. It's like one of those like sometimes simpler is better. It's just a W with a whale fin coming off the middle spike of the W,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which and what the story I heard was that because there because of that whale fin coming out of the middle of the W, it creates an HW Hartford Whalers. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. If you look at the logo there it actually makes an HW in the logo. <clears throat> that was a complete accident from what I to my understanding. Okay. So it starts off there. Um second off because the Bruins are so hated amongst <laughs> amongst casual and non-Boston sports fans. And I could admit that cuz there are times where I look at Bruins fans online and I'm like you guys are Absolute sociopaths. <laughs> I'm not. A, I love. I love the Bruins. I love their play style. I love everything they do uh, as a franchise. Even though their GM currently, I don't like, but I will support them to my fullest. I don't like our fans as a Boston fan, but everyone loves the Whalers because they were they got sued by the Bruins. They did and because Boston said. We own. We we have the New England rights in the NHL. Why are you putting another team here? And they they took. They, originally, they were in Boston. The Whalers. They were the New England Whalers in the mm-hmm. WHA. They moved to Hartford because they said Boston's your territory. We will find a new home in New England, but we want to stay in New England. So, um, amongst lore, because Boston hated them so much is why everyone loves them.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I I can buy um, into that and. And obviously, the Boston Garden was part of the problem, too, because the Bruins obviously had first dibs, yes. and then you had the Celtics playing there at the same time, so the New England Whalers at the time were getting really terrible dates and times
3: to yes, have their so games,
0: that. which was really affecting attendance, stuff like that. You know, but I, I've i always loved not only that the, their logo, I've always liked Pucky the Whale.
2: <laughs> I, I met just Pucky the a, Whale. Did, did you really? name, The name is... I, I met, know, the, right? I met Pucky the Whale, so... <laughs> Um, there's a guy in Hartford who bought Bucky the Whale. Um, <laughs> I went to a Bruins Hurricanes game and I picked this game out. This was the last NHL, yeah, last NHL game I went to in like 2020 um, with my father, and it was Boston Carolina and Carolina wore the Green Whalers jerseys, mm-hmm. and because you know now now it's a little bit more like. PR friendly. Yeah. So like the Boston, yeah. so the Bruins now were like, hey, Pucky the Whale, like come on, the guy who owned Pucky the Whale came out and was Pucky the Whale. Right. I'm like, I gotta get a picture. I'm a little kid at this point. You know, because Hartford was my first favorite team as a child. So little fact about me, I grew up loving the whalers. Okay. Just a couple of weeks ago. just <laughs> 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 If I'm
1: going to one end, he's going. There to the we, other. Go. Oh, hey, there we go. go. I'd
2: rather take that end. <laughs> and it's on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so the history of the whalers is like, yeah, is great. You know, especially WHA days, which like as much as. You, I want to add WHA players to this. It really wasn't anything compared to the NHL.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's hard because I mean they were only in the WHA for what seven years, something like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: well, the WHA wasn't really that. Yeah, like, like that long of a stretch either.
0: No, but you know what though? I'll tell you, I wish there was something like the WHA again.
2: Oh God, I I think we mentioned that last time. I was yeah, I think that would like, be fair. WHA the. Uh, what was it, the USFL and the yeah. like That yeah. would be so much fun to have rival leagues.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Here in the States, because that's just more players making more money.
0: No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, uh, and of course, one cannot forget the brass bonanza. I mean,
1: best, I, I should have
0: had it. Dave pull up a, a YouTube clip for that before we got started. That's oh, my I, fault, Dave. Don't I worry. was
1: looking for the logo. I was like, that's my man. fault. All but,
0: right. uh, but no, we got Barry Shelley, who obviously is a huge, huge Hockey fans, one of the biggest hockey fans we know, and of course he's he's right because the Binghamton Whalers were their AHL team for a little while, and their logo was actually just turned ninety degrees to make it yes. look like a B, which was
2: really cool. Yep i uh, I have a Whalers logo cut like it's a it's just an iron on like chest logo for a jersey, and I don't know if I want to turn it into the Hartford Whalers jersey or the Binghamton Whalers jersey. Hmm. I'm actually torn by it. That's interesting. Because I mean, I got to represent New York, right? Right, You're you know, got to represent my bingo. I love bingo. Yeah, that's that's. If you ask Danny Maycock, that's where I got my worst concussion of all time. <laughs> Still with you to this day. Oh, that's great. <laughs> if, if you if you talk to if you talk to Danny about that, he says that was the worst hit he's ever seen. Wow, it was a hundred percent clean. But I was it was a guy his size. I lined him up, put his he put his uh, elbow right into my right into my uh, face and. Uh, rest is gone. No memory. I remember wow. going to the game. I don't remember anything after it. Wow, Move. man! And it reminded me in the locker room. I was t- I was crying from laughter. It was so funny the way he does it. <laughs> 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 He's like, you get up, you skate full bore, and you just punch the glass. I don't know why you punch the glass. You just punch the glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and and you don't remember. That's the that's the key. But anyways. Let's, uh, let's get on with our list here because, like I said, I've been looking forward to this for, for a while. You know, it's just like I said, the Whalers are beloved. The Hurricanes, not so much so. You know, they're, they're, they're there. I don't think they're really hated by anybody, but they're certainly not as loved as the Whalers were. I mean, but there's also some very, very good players from, from the Hurricanes era too. So, yes. So with that said, Eddie, your honorable mentions or the Hartford Whaler Carolina Hurricane
2: combination, so my honorable mentions for the Hartford Whaler Carolina Hurricanes, I want to start off with Brett Hedican. Oh, interesting. I don't think, yes, Brett Hedekin isn't wasn't like a standout defenseman in my eyes. You know, they had they've actually had some phenomenal defensemen over the years. Some of which we will get get into when the second and first team All Stars and modern day. Modern-day Carolina Hurricanes is, I mean, this is the best Hurricanes we're ever going to see is this year. So I'm going to put, put Brett Hedekin on my list of just honorable mentions. Okay. Because he, he was good enough but not great. But well, he was fast, though. Man, he was. Yeah, I could he skate was like fast. But that's all he had, I think, in my <laughs> eyes. Uh, my other one is another defenseman, Paul Coffey. That's right. He was not there very long, therefore he does not really earn a, a position on the yeah. all-star teams.
0: Yeah, I think he was there for like one season, something like yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Um. Another one I have is Pat Verbeek. Okay. Um. You know, Pat Verbeek, just a solid forward. I think he had better years elsewhere, in other te- with other teams. Um, did captain I believe I think he was captain of the whalers for for quite quite a while I think he was yeah um and my next one my, my i would say i would say right now for right now the last of my honorable mentions is now Utica legend Kevin deneen, okay, comets coach I gotta say probably he's going to bring a championship to Utica in, in three years yeah, fair but enough I think kevin deneen was is a solid solid player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, so I've got some here, and, and Barry says Rick Mahar better be mentioned. Um, I don't think Rick Mahar was there that long as an NHLer. I was looking at the list earlier, and it's. Um, but anyways, that could be on Barry's list. <laughs> uh, so my honorable mentions are um, as player and coach, Rod Brindamore. Okay, Rod the Bod. Right. So I mean. Yep. He was great. He was outstanding as a player, and uh, he was. He's also been a fantastic coach for him. Uh, my other ones are Oswego, New York native Eric Cole. We because because we got to represent, right?
2: we got to disagree somewhere.
0: We got to represent, right? We got to represent oh, Central yeah. New York. So <laughs> Andy won a cup in 06. So yes. so there you go. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, who one day is probably going to be in the first or the second team All Star ranks. But well, for right now I just don't think he's been, you know, there long enough, but he's certainly on a fantastic trajectory. So
2: I think so about yeah, we're going to have some disagreements with this cuz I think uh, <laughs> I think I'm putting a couple I think a couple of these players might have made it on my list. Uh-oh. Oh boy. Yeah. Dave, yeah. you got your wish. There, yeah. there might not be harmony
0: today. Good. Yeah. No harmony whatsoever. Uh just the other ones I got too, uh, Ray Ferraro, Jeff Cortnell. I had to put the house on there. Gordy and Mark, right? Gordy only played one season in the NHL for them. Yes. One season. But, and Mark was there for like three, I think. Yep. But for me, they either one of them were there long enough as NHLers to really crack that you know top two. And if I had to pick a goaltender, just because I always love saying his name, it's got to be Peter Sadorkowitz.
2: Okay. <laughs> I love saying the name. Yeah, Oh, that's a good name. I will say that.
0: <laughs> so there's my honorable mentions right there. Okay, yeah, we're definitely gonna have
2: some disagreements.
0: Oh, and I'm I'm loving this. This is fantastic. This is great. Yeah. All right, so I'll tell you what then. Since we're uh, we we got some uh, storm a storm surge brewing.
2: Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like
0: that a lot. All right, second
2: team all stars for Ed. Who's your coach? Right. My coach for second team all stars is Paul Maurice. There you go, Paul Maurice. Paul, Paul Maurice. Uh, I wanted to put. I really wanted to put Rod the bod on for my second team all-star, but he wasn't, he hasn't been coaching quite long enough for me to justify that. But Paul Maurice winning his coaching in hurricanes history, but it's missing one thing that my first team coach is doing has gotten um, Paul Maurice, Phenomenal coach. I mean, we've seen it everywhere he has coached. He's just a solid coach. He's he gets his players to play for him. I don't know how he does it without any drama, uh, right? Because there, there always is. I mean, yeah. so he he just finds a way he connects with players and he just he, he relates to them. And I that's where I think Rod Brendamore also excels. He he was a player, right? To, to right. Relate to them. Makes so, sense. I think that Paul Maurice has earned a, a spot on second-team All-Stars as a coach. Okay. Okay. Right. So how about your coach? So, so my guys, coach,
0: I'm going with Peter Labiolette. Okay. The guy okay. who led them to their 06 Cup. Yes. So, I mean, you can't argue with success, right? You just yes. can't. And that was the reason he got the nod over Brindamore as a coach, actually, because he made it to the top of the mountain. So... Yes cause I was kind of struggling on it now, and I'm like, "Boy, this is back and forth because Brindamore's put together some fantastic seasons as a coach." Yes, right? But yes. the very fact that Laviolette lifted the cup over his head as a coach for the Carolina Hurricanes, the only one in franchise history, he gets my nod for the second team All-Star coach.
2: See, so like this is where I, I I struggle is like to me like I need the 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 cup is what separates him. Right. So the cup is to me is that separating factor here, and Palmers just couldn't get it done. And he had the he had every chance in the world to get it done back when they made it to their first cup finals, I believe, in '03. Maybe uh, it was o- no, it was two, two thousand two. Yeah. So
0: when they played Detroit,
2: yes, they they lost to the Red Wings. So uh, I mean, I'll give him all the credit in the world. He brought. He brought Carolina to their first the Cup final. Palmer, uh, but,
0: but yeah. I will say, in all fairness, the O2 team that Detroit had was like three quarters all of favors. So. I know
2: it's it, it, you can't. I can't scratch that fact. Yeah. That team is stacked. That, was, this is why we need the. This is why we need the salary cap is because of the Detroit yeah. Red.
0: Bulls. It's, it's like somebody went into like the, the video game and just said, "Here, I'm building the ultimate team," and that's it. Yes, yeah, so it's
2: <laughs> like you create a team, then put them in franchise mode, and then it's like a 99 overall. Yeah, yeah, I, right. You, I get it. The only thing that that Detroit team didn't have that great of was goaltending, and they were still phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Well, like, they got, well, no, they that team, they had uh, the Dominator. He was old. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, But, but no, like, what, what, what are you trying to say? Tending, was he was in goal? A,
2: what, are you, what are you trying yeah. to say? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, uh, it, but, like in hockey years, he was like 34 at that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, <laughs> like, yeah, in hockey years. <laughs> hockey years. Yeah. <laughs> If you notice, retirement in hockey is, like, 40 years old now, where, like, retirement in real life is, like, 70 now.
0: Yeah, but, I so, mean, give the guy credit for playing that long. He used to bend himself up like a pretzel.
2: I know. The, the Dominator was great. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, that's just – saying that the, the weak spot on that team was goaltending is, like – Yeah, Yeah, that's just that's just because it was, but like it was still just because you had to say something (laughs) just because it was better than everybody else's goaltending at the time. Yeah. I mean, who's the backup? Dan Cloutier or was it uh, Chris Osgood? I think it was Ozzy. It was Osgood. Yeah. Yeah. So So. there was no there was no way around it. That goaltending tandem was still the best in the league. Right. It just happened to be their worst department.
0: Right. All right. So speaking of goaltending, then. Who is your second team all-star goaltender for the Hartford Whaler Carolina Hurricane franchise?
2: Artris Urbay. Arterz Urbay. Just the greatest name in hockey. In <laughs> Even opinion. better than it's Peter Sodorkowitz? Way better than Peter Sodorkowitz. It's cause that that, one's, that one doesn't roll off the tongue. Well it does for me. <laughs> it does for you.
0: <laughs> you know, Urbay yeah. was a good goaltender. He really I think actually he was so underrated.
2: For Completely his entire
0: up. career. But the thing like with, with Irby, I always thought of him as a San Jose shark.
2: See, I always thought of him as a Carolina hurricane. Right. But like so like his his early career was San Jose. Yeah. So like that's when I was like a a, a child. Back when the whalers were still a team. He was a he was a shark. So like me growing up, I watched him as a hurricane. So, like, I, and I I grew to, like, love hate, love and hate him at the same time. Because, like, I always thought he was such a unique goaltender because he was one of the last of the stand-ups. Right, right. Because, like, I mean, if you look at his leg pads, I mean, there was no space between them. They were they were like this. There's no, no room. Yeah, had no room down low to get, to get around him. And he was just uh, an overall just a lights-out goaltender.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he was. I mean, he, there's no taking it away from him. He was a really good goaltender. But I think my second team – goaltender, might be just a little bit better because he had much better career numbers and he was dominant in the early 80s. And that's Mike Liu. Okay. Uh, if you remember Mike Liu, you had that really long elongated mask. Yes. Right? And yes. it's funny because sometimes when you think of Mike Liu, you, you can't help but think St. Louis Blues. But okay. he, But he did play for like five or six seasons for the Whalers and honestly, for some of those teams that were, let's face it, terrible he was the only thing that they had yeah. that was keeping them in games. So I, I can't help but go with, with Michael. You,
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that.
0: So, all right, but we still got some disagreements. Dave's over there chomping yep. at the bit. He's all happy that we're arguing and not getting Whoa. along. Mm-hmm. So with that said, who are your two defensemen?
2: Okay, I'm going to go with defenseman one because I'm still actually undecided on defenseman two. Okay. Um, so, the defenseman one for me is Chris Pronger. You can't deny the guy a spot on this list. He, he was great with the Whalers. He was Good all with the Whalers. He was, he, he was, uh, he, he. That's the team where he got his name. I know everyone looks at him as, as a Blue, as a duck as a, as an Oiler, and but the with, the with the Whalers is where he got it started, and the Whalers is where he made a name for himself.
0: That is true. That is very true. That is very and a,
2: and a surprising name has not made it on my list. I think there's going to be a youth revolution coming up on, with me. Uh-oh. What do you got? Yeah. Oh, well, my second defenseman, I'm going to actually go with Glenn Wesley.
0: Mm. Um, you didn't go and help the Bruins in yourself, could you?
2: No, nah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Glenn Wesley Glenn was a Bruin, and that makes him an all-time great. Um, but he, he's just overall, he was a, he was a solid defenseman. Yeah, he was. I remember as a kid, he was really good with Boston. He was really good with Hartford. So, and just overall, just a good, good, solid defenseman who you could put in a top pairing on almost any team. You
0: know what I didn't realize about Glenn Wesley is that he that? played ten seasons for the Whalers.
2: Yep. Because isn't that so weird that it's like
0: Glenn Wesley? When you say that, the first thing that pops into my head is the Boston Bruins, and probably because of the, the early Stanley Cup runs. Yep. Right. Because that's when you heard the most about him.
2: Yeah, but
0: he was really a mainstay in Harper, and he also spent time with the Hurricanes. So that's yeah. a good choice, actually. That's a really I good choice. He was there
2: for the 0-2 Cup run too.
0: I think you're right. I, I think, he was think you're there right. For the 0-2 Cup run. Good call. Good call, my man. Well, I'll agree with you on Pronger. I'll definitely agree with you. And Wesley is actually an outstanding choice that I didn't really think about. But my other one, my other second defenseman, and again, just because I loved the name and it was always so great. The Z-Man, Zarley Zalapsky.
2: Oh God, I haven't heard that name in so long. Find <laughs> the them. weirdest
1: name, you yeah. know. That's a
0: I could I could help it. I, I just He's could not win. help it. And actually, I think like the most significant part of him was when he got traded to Pittsburgh.
2: <laughs> yeah, <probably.
0: laughs> if you think about it, right? Because what was it? It was him and Oh Samuelson went over. I think right. Yeah. yeah. And was Ronnie Francis part of that deal, or was that a separate deal?
2: That was a separate deal.
0: Okay. I couldn't remember.
2: But that's – Because of Samuelson, he went to uh, Pittsburgh and, like, at I want to say for the second cup. I think it was. Think it was it, something like that. Ron Francis was there for the first.
0: All right. All right. That was it. Yeah, and, because everyone was like, oh, my God, Pittsburgh all Arlie Zalapski, and then they, they won the cup.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, – and. I hate Off Samuelson, so he's not going <laughs> to that one anymore. He's he's a guy who I I wouldn't mind hearing a car his car flipped or something.
0: Oh my god! Oh, oh wow. yeah, no, that you know, is hatred.
2: I, I, oh yeah, no hatred. I I'm full of it, man. Some, I mean, you know, there's some players out there who I, who I I don't I I don't really care much for their existence. Jeez,
0: you know, I almost thought we were talking about the Red Wings Avalanche rival here for a second.
2: <laughs> oh God, uh, tell me when that episode is. I'll be I'll there. Yeah, right, right. I, I, I watched that game live. <laughs> I watched that game live on ESPN back in like '97. So, oh, that's I great have memories. That was my first hockey fight I've ever seen, and I was sucked in ever since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy. All right, so moving right along. Your second yes. team, all-time, all-star, left-winger for the Hartford Whalers, Carolina Hurricanes.
2: All right, this is where the youth revolution is starting. Okay. Andre Svechnikov. Ooh, Svech. Svechnikov. He, he barely meets the requirements. He barely does. I think he's been there four years now, mm-hmm. four or five. Um, But there's no denying his prowess in the history now. I mean, consistent – Goal scorer, uh, uh, playmaking abilities, uh, the puck handling skills, the hands, the hands of silk, the, the, the guy overall is just great. I mean, I, I I think when when it's all said and done, and he's it's time for him to retire, I could see him being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Wow, the Michigan, the, the consistent Michigan, something. that uh, I, I know. I uh, listen. I was I was talking to a kid at uh, state. <laughs> I was talking to a kid to skate and shoot, and I told him if anyone ever because he was telling like, telling me like I'm going to learn the Michigan, and I'm like that's cool and all, but if anyone ever tries it on you, you two hand him as hard as you can in the wrist.
0: I'm telling you yeah. right now with that Michigan, I cannot believe somebody hasn't gotten knocked out trying that. Could you, could you imagine? Could you imagine if somebody tried that with like a pronger or a Scott Stevens around back in the day? Well, could you imagine the that?
2: There's no there's no pronger or Scott Stevens. Anymore.
0: Well, that's what I mean. But I, <laughs> every time I watch it, I'm like wow. Right. These these guys have no idea how good they've got it now because I'm yeah. telling you, some of those guys back then they would have cleaned these guys' clocks for even trying it. Yes.
2: Yep, but it's it's a mainstay in the NHL now. Everyone's doing it, and you can't help but deny the fact that y'all you know, you can not you cannot deny the fact that he has made a, a change in hockey forever. Yeah, you know what I always
0: wondered about that Michigan though. I mean, because they always say that you know you should have your 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 stick blow the crossbar. Yep. Right at some point, isn't that blade with the puck though end up over the crossbar when you're lifting? You know what I mean? I, I just I don't know. To me, that's such a a, a gray area. It, that's really all it is. is a gray area, you know. It's and th- listen, they're going to do everything they can to keep that in the game and keep adding <laughs> to it because you know it's the, the it's yeah. the video game. And I get it. Fine. I mean, whatever. All I'm saying what? is. Back in our day, <laughs> I'm starting to sound like Dave. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. No, well, back but in the our thing. day, in, no my way day, would that
0: have flown. Yeah.
2: That's back in my day too, because I mean, I, I'll tell you what. When I was growing up playing, you, you always aim for the aim for the legs of the skilled players. Aim for the legs. Take their knees out. Who cares? <laughs> They got two of them. Right. You know, <laughs> if somebody tries something like that, you, you, you two hand them like it's mighty, like it's that scene in the Mighty Ducks, two where the where the Eisen player slashes Carter Banks. I mean, it, you, you got to you took him out where it hurt. Right. And that's gone. That's gone from the game. And, you know, and you got to think of players like Svechnikov is why it's changed, too, because the league wants to protect him. Well, yeah. I mean and
0: that's if that's the direction they want to go in then that's the direction they want to go in that's fine
2: it, you know I don't hate that direction I just wish they were more balanced yeah it, it just yeah. seems me that it's like there's no balance where like you had like the 80s all the way up to the lockout you know for where it was just it was just violence right you know you had the McSorley incident the bertuzzi incident all these things and then it just as soon as the as soon as the lockout was over, it just switched hands and it was like, oh well, guess what? We're a skill league now, and that's what we're gonna go for. It fizzled out fighting, and I I get why that's happening, but I and I I, I don't like it. But
0: right, know. well, here's the thing, right? I mean, obviously, you can't have flat out goonery in the game. It's no good yeah. for it. You can't have no. goonery, but by its very nature, hockey is just a physical sport, and and I'm sorry, but it, you can put all the rules you want in place. When you got players that are out there going twenty miles an hour on skates, collisions are bound to happen. Yeah. It's just gonna. I mean, there's just no yeah. getting around it. No, you're absolutely right. So well, you're so absolutely get rid of the goonery. And I totally am for protecting players as far as like headshots, concussions, stuff like that. That's totally, absolutely you have to. Yeah. No doubt about it. But, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, that's kind of uh a gray area. But not, I don't want to say a gray area. It's just it's some. It's a big change for from one generation to another. I guess
2: it is. It is, and it's it's a there's a there's going to be a learning curve for players or fans like myself all the way down to Dave, who's been watching since you know Maurice Richard was in the league. <laughs> Maurice Richard? He t- he was
0: around when Eddie Shore was in the league.
2: Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs>
0: Didn't have power back then. Nope. Played <laughs> hockey by uh,
2: candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, you, you know who he's not going to pull these, that move off of. Right. You know, you know, he's not going to do it against Ryan Reeves and the Rangers. You know, he's not going to do it against Tom Wilson and the Capitals. You know, so you, there's still an element of that where, he's right. gonna, where, where, the, where his coach, Rob Moore, is probably like, don't do it on this team. Right. They're gonna, right. They have killers. They have, have natural-born killers. You don't want to do it. And he doesn't. But when he plays a team like the Ducks, yeah, then you can pull it off.
0: Yeah, true. True. So I'll tell you who I went with. I went with Jeff Skinner. And I know Buffalo Sabres fans are going crazy listening to that right now. You've got to be kidding me, right? But before he went to Buffalo, he was actually a really good winger.
2: He was. He was, I mean, he so was a consistent he 40-goal there. scorer. You <laughs> know I mean?
0: There was no – I mean, he was one of those guys, he was so hot and cold. Right? When yeah. he was cold, forget it. He was just ice cold. Ice. Uh, but when he was on, man, he he put that puck in the net. Like, like I said, I think he has like two or three 40-goal seasons with the with the Hurricanes. Yeah. And, I don't know, you just
2: you, – you, you can't overlook that. I mean, well, now he's on. I think he had a 40-goal season last year. And, obviously, his first year in Buffalo, he had a 40-goal right. season. So got him that huge so, contract. Yeah. So – I mean, now it's starting to pay off, and maybe the trade for trade of Eichel kind of helped out with that. But could be, could be. You know, I mean, Jeff Skinner was a solid. I, I think he was too hot and cold for me to even. Right, say. right. Now,
0: that's, there's, there's a lot of truth to that.
2: Yeah, like when he was cold, he was ice cold.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was I mean, there was, was just bad, nothing there.
2: He was almost non-existent. He was a non-factor on the ice when he was when he wasn't scoring. Right, right.
0: All right, so moving right along, how about our centerman?
2: My center, again, I think he's going to find himself a first ballot Hall of Famer, is Sebastian Ajo. Whoa.
0: Nice. <laughs> I thought you were having some stomach issues for a second. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I am, but that was just some, some, some guy's jalopy coming out
1: of hole. For, for once it once wasn't first.
2: us. Yeah, I know, right? So I was like, what? <laughs>
1: Usually it's not on, on our end here. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, so Sebastian Ajo, good choice. Like I said, I wanted to put him in this list. I, I really did. Uh, looking at the numbers, he's already the third leading scorer in Carolina Hurricanes history.
2: Yeah. Already. Honest, so to me, the hur- like he, he was the catalyst for the turnaround of the Hurricanes. Right. I remember before he was there, it was bad. It yeah, was bad. It we was. You're joke- right. They were they were an easy win day in and day out, and Sebastian Aho got there. And then all of a sudden, the GM was like, "All right, we got to build around this guy." Right. We now have a, we now have a centerpiece, and he will future he, in the near future he will be captaining that team.
0: Oh, no doubt about it, no doubt. And then the Montreal Canadiens gifted the Hurricanes by trying to offer sheet to what I couldn't believe was a lowball offer, really.
2: And it really was. <laughs>
0: What if you're Sebastian Aho? Why would you even accept that? Why would you be like, "Nah, no, just get that out of here." You're like really cramping my style here. You know,
2: you know what? I think he just he, he Carolina was dilly dallying on getting him a deal, and he's like, "All right, this one came across. Might as well do it." Right? Yeah, it could be. Then Carolina's like, "All right, thanks for giving us a number."
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's you know? and I'll tell you what that deal is going to be. It already is outstanding. Wait for a couple yeah. years. When that yeah. salary cap goes yeah. up and all these, these salaries start skyrocketing, that's going to be yeah. like one of the biggest bargain deals in the NHL. Yeah. There's no doubt that's about a, it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a bargain deal for sure.
0: And like I told you, I really wanted to put him on this list, but if there's one position that this Hurricanes-Whalers franchise has had a oh. strong history at, it's Center.
2: It is. It so
0: is. Center is where it's always log jam for them. And simply because, for me, Aho hasn't been there long enough. He's been there seven years. I went with Eric Stahl.
2: I like that. I and do like Eric
0: Stahl. He was wow. there 12 years. He's the leading scorer as far as Carolina Hurricanes. You know, just, yeah. just the Hurricanes. Not Don't include the Whalers. Yep. And it's by far, too. He's a, he was over Rod Brindamore by over 300 points. Yep. You know? And... Listen, he was on the Stanley Cup-winning team, you know. And again, I know it's a team effort. It's a team effort, but like you said earlier, cups win. I mean, that's your, you know, yeah. you cups you can't better. you can't you can't deny a champion. And Eric Stahl meant everything to that franchise for so long, yeah. when they were good and when they got bad. But he was he was there. He was consistent. He was their leader. And and again, like I said, at some point, Aho will overtake him. Yes, but. Right now, here in 2022, it's still Eric Stahl at center for me.
2: Yes, I, I can agree with that. I, I get it. Um, you know, but Eric Stahl, uh, he, he's he, – we're, we're not done hearing his name in my eyes. <clears throat> Probably not. Yeah, you are definitely not going to – yeah, it's he's far from done yeah. being talked about with the lore of Carolina. I think Carolina overall is uh, – is a phenomenal team team when it comes to building centermen, and I can agree with you. Eric Stahl is probably the best in franchise history right now. That's a little that's a little foreshadowing, right? Yeah, for right now. Um, so I I really like put it. I like where you put him. Yeah, I can't dis- I can't disagree with it. Yeah, the only okay. thing I, I think you lowballed him. Probably, but you know what though?
0: Talk to me about five years and see where everything is. So.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. That's why Aho's on second team right for me right now. Right. You know, we're talking about right now.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, to finish off this second team, and then we'll do a quick commercial break. Who's your right winger?
2: My right winger is the greatest of all time. The GOAT. Oh, boy. Gordon Howe. Mr. Gordon Howe. Yeah, I know. He wasn't there for uh, one the main season main You think of him as a Detroit Red Wing. You think of him as a Houston Arrow. And I know a, mo- ma- a majority of his years as a Whaler was in the WHA with the New England Whalers. But... Then he sold that team. Yeah, he's why he's why they got popular. Yeah, he, 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 you know that's why the Winnipeg Jets were popular in the WHA. It was because of Brett Hall. You know, it, the what was it? The Calgary Stampeders or whoever they were. Calgary, uh, um, the Calgary, the <laughs> Calgary WHA team was Derek Sanderson. You know, and Gordy Howe was the one to make it through and get back into the NHL and.
0: Well, Bobby Hall did the same thing with the Jets.
2: Yeah, he did. Uh, I, I think Bobby Hall is isn't the name recognition that Gordy Hall is anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's fair. I mean that that is that there's there's no doubt about that. But like I said, that was the whole reason I put Gordy in my honorable mentions. Just because you can't yeah. ignore him. But like I said, just for me, I mean, it's funny to say lack of longevity when we're talking about Gordy Hall. I know. It's, it's, like, it's like an oxymoron, but it's true. He was only there for one season as far as them being an NHL franchise, and he really wasn't there that long as in, in the WHA either. I think he was there maybe three.
2: three yeah, he seasons. only played for the Whalers, WHA, NHL, maybe for four years. Yeah,
1: so
0: he
2: so, like, barely makes the list. But to me, he's on it because of how well he, he was, how much he was marketed. Right. And he was, and he was, you can't deny the fact his one season in the NHL as a weather. he was an all-star.
0: Right. I mean, he, was, one one.
2: he was, he, he was one
0: still, one. he was still productive. I mean, that's, you can't, and especially when he was what, 51 years old. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, that's just the only reason he ended up in my honorable mentions. And, you know, and it was hard for me to do that. It was hard for you to put Mr. Hockey in an honorable mention section, but we're I not, do, but we're not doing the Detroit Red Wings.
2: I know, right. I know. That's, that's why he's on second team. So, like he, he, he was why they were in the NHL for 20 years.
0: Right. Uh, for me, this one was kind of tough because now you're starting to uh, grasp at straws, right? And yeah. I went with Justin Williams. Okay. Stick. Uh, a big part of the 06 Stanley Cup team. Uh, yep. he is the 11th all time leader in Carolina, uh, the Hurricanes history as far as points. You uh, scored, had to
2: bring it back to the Kings, didn't you?
0: You know, I couldn't help myself. I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. But no, I mean, I, you know, there was names out there I was bouncing around like Pat Verbeek, uh, even though I always thought of Pat Verbeek as a devil. It's just yeah. for me, it's, it's the recognition, right? Pat Verbeek to me is the devil. Not because he's a little ball of hate which they always called him, but yep. but just, and I know, like I said, he played for the Whalers. but anyways. No, I had to go with uh, Justin Williams. Again, when you're starting to split hairs, I, I tend to look at the overall body of work and the fact that he was a Stanley Cup winner with the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, like I said, I, I know I said this before, but it's a team effort, but you still won.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, and, yeah. And when you're splitting hairs, stuff like that makes a difference. Yeah. And so that is how Justin Williams ended up my right winger for my second all-time all-star Carolina Hurricanes Hartford Whalers franchise all-star team.
2: Yeah. I I agree. I can agree with that.
0: Oh, oh, we're starting to agree again. Oh, no. Well, oh, no, no. no. Don't worry. Don't worry.
2: We're, we're not done talking about I, some of these players. I,
0: I got a feeling. I have a big feeling. Yeah, we're
2: not done talking about some of these players. <laughs> but
0: anyways, why don't we do a commercial break? It'll give us a chance to uh, catch our breath here and all that. But before we go to commercial break, we, of course, always do breakaway trivia. And since we're on a Hartford Whalers show, I got to have a Hartford Whalers question this week, right? Yes. So the Carolina Hurricanes won a Stanley Cup. The Hartford Whalers never won a Stanley Cup, but did they win an Avco Cup as the World Hockey Association champions? The answer when we come back.
3: Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news For the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at com. You'll
0: be glad you did. And we're back. You know that that commercial is kind of like the brass bonanza of local news commercials, Dave. It's just it's a sounding. I, I, I know.
1: It. You wanted you got you got me looking that up, right? Yes. Brass bonanza. Exactly. That's why I said
2: it too. Yeah. Just to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to say, I've never seen such a glorious advertisement for Little Falls. The town. I've been in more fights in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Made you want to move here, right? You know what? I, um, I, I, I just, my I just think of Little Falls, and I just think of that time in high school soccer, my senior year, when I was playing goal, and I lay out, and I get, up, I sit, I make, a, I block a shot, and one of their players just need me right in the back. Ouch. Ooh! and i was down and as soon as i stood up he was dead <laughs> <laughs> i stood up i walked up to him he was just standing there staring at me and i just sucker punched him right in the jaw he didn't oh, see it coming jeez i was <laughs> not i was not waiting for him to, to accept the fight i was just gonna fight <laughs>
1: okay. so how long were you on the, on the field after that
2: <laughs> um about forty five more seconds after the dating started. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh jeez. And that was my senior game too. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well
0: let's get that breakaway trivia question and answer out of the way first before we go into our number one first team, all star all time Carolina Hurricanes, Hartford Whalers team. Said that really fast too. Woo. <laughs> Anyways, the question was the Carolina Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup once. The Hartford Whalers never won the Stanley Cup, but did the Whalers win the Avco Cup as the World Hockey Association champions? Yes, you're right. They did.
2: Once. You're right. You know when? 1972-73 season. Wow, on point. You know on I, point. Because I have, I went out. The, you know the card playing store in uh, in Herkimer? Yeah, they had a they had a WHA card pack. Really? Yep, they had one. No way! Yep, it was like fifty bucks.
0: That was still though. That's awesome.
2: And it was from that season, and it had the championship logo on it.
0: Well, there you go. It was the best fifty bucks you ever spent because it got your right answer on breakaway trivia. Yeah,
2: it's the best fifty bucks I ever spent because I flipped it for a hundred. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were known as the New England Whalers. Yep, New England Whalers.
2: Boston Garden. Um and the Bruins really didn't care about them then. And then once they uh, once they moved to once they moved to the NHL, the, ball, the Bruins were so happy and oh, we're the only team in New England. It's kind of like when the Penguins switched to black and gold from that ugly baby blue.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the
2: Bruins were like we're the only black and gold team. No, stupid, stupid. <laughs> that's kind of
0: yeah, but that's like the Pittsburgh colors though, right? I mean, because you got the it Pirates, the Steelers. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, you're right. I never liked those those baby blue. I, I didn't like that oh, I, that it kid at all. It didn't because it never made any sense. Because they had the penguin as yellow and black, right in the yep. middle. It just it looked like somebody just took a bunch of colors and just threw it at a canvas.
2: <laughs> yep, yep, it was ugly. Yeah, it was
0: hideous. I got to agree with you on that one. But well, let's get back into disagreeing because we have to determine our best
2: team here, right? Well, before we do that, okay. I am going to run to the bathroom real fast. <laughs> give me, give me five minutes. A five. Wonderful radio, nothing better than a bathroom break, but I'll be right.
1: All
0: right. right. Oh boy, I can't believe it. this is the first time in this show's uh, history that we've had to have a bathroom break. I know. I know. I, I've never, never should, been through this. You know,
1: we should play something. You're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Put some music on
1: or something. I don't know
0: why. Well, you know what? In the meantime, though, can you find that Brass Bonanza
1: clip? The Brass Bonanza clip. All right.
0: So the Brass Bonanza, for, it, it, once you hear it, it, it's like quintessentially 70s, 80s. And all it is, it's an instrumental. But for anybody who knows hockey back then, the Brass Bonanza is just basically synonymous with, with not only the Whalers, but, I mean, with hockey of that era. And there we go.
1: Now keep letting go. (laughs) We'll get a copyright slap here. Great, Dave. No, 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 it reminds me of like Charlie's Angels or something.
0: I was thinking more along the lines of Dallas. Okay, all
1: right, I'll go with Dallas. That you know? works, yeah. No, that's good. Well, I figured you'd like that being from Texas, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. It was good. J.R. Ewing, yeah, no, I like that. It was, all right, that was a good one. Well, anyways, he's
0: back. Uh... <laughs>
2: I had to bleed the lizard. I couldn't. uh, Oh boy! (laughs) Okay, TMI,
0: (laughs) TMI. Don't worry about it. We played the brass Bonanza in your absence.
2: Oh, I missed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you have to watch it
2: once a week, anyways.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you have to watch the replay now. That's all.
2: (laughs) Here's the reason to watch.
0: Yeah. All right. So, who is the coach of your all-time Hartford Weather Carolina Hurricane team?
2: All right, the coach of my all-time Carolina Hurricane team is Peter Laviolette. Cups matter. He's not far off from the record of Paul He was there for quite some time, but he won a cup. That's, what to me, what was the separating factor.
0: Right. So, not a bad choice.
2: He's been a joke everywhere else.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he has been kind of like the the punching bag for other teams, but, I mean, you're right. I mean, cups talk. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that was why I had such a hard time putting him as my second team. But I went with Paul Maurice as my first team. Uh, longevity, right? Longevity, yeah. man. He was there for over 700 games. And I didn't realize he was there for that long. And yeah. no, he didn't get the cup, but he got close. He got he close. And to, I, I will say that Paul Maurice did a heck of a job during a lot of lean years. When yeah, they didn't have, the they weren't, yeah. They weren't surrounded by talent a lot, you know. And uh, it, what he was able to do with some of those teams is actually, you know, commendable and quite impressive. It is. So It is
2: very quite impressive.
0: Yes. I mean, so I'm like, no, I, I got to go with Paul Maurice here.
2: Okay. Got well, you're wrong, but okay.
0: Yeah, well, you <laughs> know, wrong. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, and,
1: and maybe now I got to go take a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ed, you, know what, you don't want me holding down the fart with you. No. That, I don't know a damn thing about this.
0: <laughs> Ed, who is the best goalie in Carolina Hurricanes, Hartford Whalers history?
2: This may be where we agree. Cam Ward.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. I mean, the guy, the guy was there for forever. Cup. He had the cop. He, he did everything to backstop that and that. I mean – to me, Cam Ward is not necessarily a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean he he's been nominated for Vesna's. He's been he he's been he, he's just been overall just an outstanding goaltender. He was there for forever. I mean, was it like fifteen years? He was yeah. There for it was it was
0: a long time. Uh, yeah. It was
2: if if not Hall of Fame, he deserves his number retired.
0: Well, yeah, I don't I don't think he's necessarily hockey Hall of Fame material. But he would certainly be like a a Carolina Hurricanes Ring of Honor kind of thing. I mean... Or whatever it is they call it down there for, you know... Have you
2: you ever been to the Hall of Fame?
0: I have. It's been a while, but I have.
2: Have you ever noticed that there's a thousand names in that place that you don't even know who they are?
0: Well, it's because there's different categories.
2: Yeah, there's different categories. Builders and... I'm I'm talking players, though. (laughs) There are players from, like, 1942 who made it in the Hall of Fame in 1945 because... They had a 60-goal season or whatever. They scored the most goals in
1: the
0: season. Yeah. I mean, different eras, different times. Right? I know. I know. I mean, I mean we talked about to... that before, too. It's almost impossible. Impossible to compare. I always tend to look at it as like a 30- to 40-year window. Right? So when you're okay. talking about comparing, a, say, a player from 1980 to a player from 2020, you know how hard that night. is?
2: It's night and day. It is. technology is completely different. The rules are the, different. The rules are different. Uh, let's face it, the gameplay overall was completely different. Like yeah, in, 1980, absolutely. in 1980, if your head wasn't on a swivel, you were getting decapitated.
0: Exactly. exactly. Today,
2: if your head's not on a swivel, you get bumped and cry. <laughs> Thanks, Crosby. Crosby was, oh. and he's going to blame <laughs> Sid. <laughs> um, uh, listen, older, I love Sidney Crosby now. Uh, the older i get and the older he gets I, I find his game a lot better but when i was a kid all he was was a cry baby
0: I, you know what i i have to echo that sentiment because for the first like 10 years of his career i, I was like oh Jesus, this guy he was, again
2: like, unbearable
0: this guy again what's he crying about now yeah you know? but the very fact of the matter is he's he's the best player in the league for a long time I and know, I and i know and i know he's getting like overshadowed by like connor mcdavid and you know, like the the, the sidles and the Awesome Matthews of the world, because that's what happens, right? I mean, yeah, time moves on, evolution moves on, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, the game, but the game moves on, the game the, the game forgets.
0: But I will say that Sidney Crosby, to this day, still does one thing better in the league that everybody that I'm, I don't care if it's Connor McDavid or whoever it is, he makes his teammates better. Yes, he does. You can put, I've said this a thousand times, you could put a fire hydrant on Sidney Crosby's line. And that fire hydrant will get twenty five goals.
2: Yeah, you can put you on the line and you'll still. Get- <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> I bet you it could
0: happen until I got hurt. What? Well, Scott which wouldn't would get a goal or? A or but, sure.
2: No, <laughs> I would get like a goal be- before I got hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sheesh. Well, they've said no, like you weren't going to get a goal. <laughs> no, that's what I was saying.
0: <laughs> no, because not to not to dive into it or anything, but I mean, if you look at like Conor McDavid is certainly the most exciting player in this league, hands down, no doubt about it. But, you know, have you notice how long it's taking Edmonton to find line mates for him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because a, a guy like that is so hard to play with because he's so super fast and quick and agile. You know, it's...
2: Connor McDavid it to me is a one-dimensional player, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Like, you, you got to have those in order, you know, especially if it's goal scoring. Like, it's, I'd rather him be a one-dimensional goal scorer than a, a, centerman, a one-dimensional defensive centerman. Right. You know? Because right. that's a that's a fourth liner in my eyes, a centerman who doesn't score but he can protect the net. All right, that's a that's a fourth liner. But Connor McDavid, he at least you can get him the puck, and he'll just go out and do his thing. Right, right. But Crosby, he you can go out get him the puck, he'll do his thing, and then that puck just comes back to you back door. Yeah,
0: exactly. You forgot.
2: You don't even know where you are on the ice, and you're scoring a goal. Right,
0: exactly. So you know Barry's actually got an interesting comment about this, and I and I and I, I have to agree here. So he says, not taking anything away from the Hurricanes, but like you just said, they played in a different era, and the players that played in New England and Hartford is what made the Whalers, which he's absolutely correct about. But the hard thing about doing a list like this one is it's the same franchise. Yep. Right? It's still the same franchise. So to do a real comparison, you have to include both teams, which is why, you know, I was like struggling. I'm like, wow, this one's going to be fun. But then I got thinking later. I'm like, wow, what if we ever did a Nordiques one? But then we have to include the Avalanche. Yeah. Right. So it's that same kind of thing. Um. Actually, when we did New Jersey last week, we could have included the Rockies and the Kansas City Scouts, but there wasn't really anybody from that era that I
2: just, I that was going to make one. the team. So I can <laughs> that, think of one. We got one. McDonald. And besides, yeah. would have gone to three hours. <laughs> and not. he
0: wasn't there that really that long. He never played New Jersey.
2: I think he was there for two seasons.
0: Two seasons, that's it. he have been
2: an honorable mention just because he's Landy McDonald.
0: Yeah, and with my criteria, I mean, (laughs) I always say the player's got to be there for at least four seasons to be able to be considered an all-time great of that team. But but anyways, so we agree on Cam Ward. Now, this is where it's going to get fun. I want to know who your two defensemen are.
2: My two defensemen are two young bucks. Um, I think they're two of the best defensemen in the game right now. They they may not be fit for every team, but I think for Carolina, they're perfect. Um, Justin Falk and Jacob Slavin.
0: Justin Falk's a good choice.
2: I think Jacob I think Jacob Slavin more than Justin Falk.
0: You know what? I got him on my list, too, Slavin. Yeah. He, you know, he's one of those guys, he, he's not going to do a ton for you offensively. You know who Jacob Slavin reminds me of?
2: Jacob Slavin has always reminded me of. Um, Rod Langway. Uh, Rod Langway. Um just a classic stay at home pump and dump defenseman just gets the puck on his stake, off the glass and out. Yeah. It, it, but he does it so well. Does it perfectly. I mean I'm Every when single I watch, time when I watch defense, when I as a defenseman, I watch the defenseman very heavily when I'm watching hockey. And I'm very much a big fan of Jacob Slavin. I think he's as a defensive as a defenseman. He holds every skill a defenseman needs. He's a bot he could take the body, he could he could stick check incredibly well. If you notice, he doesn't take you know, stick infractions. No. He doesn't take hookings, he doesn't take trippings. No. He knows where a stick is at all times and he puts it where it needs to go. And he doesn't make a mistake. No. He doesn't make a single mistake. He's never caught flat footed. He's never pinched. He he doesn't do anything like that. He he's just overall just a I would say the best defensive defenseman in the league today, right? Exactly, exactly.
0: And, I, I, I and, totally agree
2: with that. And there's players on currently on Carolina that have to watch him because I think Ethan Bear has all the tools needed to become a great defenseman, to become yeah. an all time great. I think Ethan Bear is phenomenal, and if he just if needs he experience, needs, he just needs years. Yeah, he just needs years, and a guy like Jacob Slavin to look up to, right. I think Jacob Slavin's gonna. You know, when when this is all said and done, I don't think Jacob Slavin has the the tools needed to become a Hall of Famer anymore. If this was 1970, he would be a Hall of Famer. But if this, but because this is 2022, he's gonna be a Ring of Honor. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. So, you know, in absolutely. 15, 20 years when after I could, and we'll get into it when we talk about the Hurricanes this season. But I think Jacob Slavin's gonna be a key factor on that team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree, and, you know, it's actually going to be a shame that if he continues at the current trajectory he's at as a fantastic defensive defenseman, if he doesn't end up making the Hall of Fame someday because his offensive numbers are really pedestrian, that's a shame. It is. It's a real shame.
2: Because that's that's a skill in the game that I feel like is being lost. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're in an era that we're seeing 5-4, 6-5, 7-4 games. And it's fun to watch as a fan, and it's fun to you know see that. But I do miss the the, the slugfests of one nothing, and if it wasn't for defensemen like him, we wouldn't see those one nothing two one games.
0: No, no, we wouldn't. But and, unfortunately, um, TV does not like those games.
2: Yeah, TV. It's boring for TV. Whatever. TV,
0: yeah, and TV drives. But you
2: know what? It is. It, you, you say that. When you say that TV doesn't like those games, but if you, a true hockey fan would know though, that those one nothing games are far more intense because oh, yeah. it's frustrating. Oh, it's absolutely. frustrating to be out there on a one nothing game because you're like, why can't I do anything? Right. We're, we're matching each other perfectly. And then, boom, hits, fights, everything that TV loves also is driven by a one nothing game. Right.
0: Exactly. Oh, I, I Dude, I totally agree. Totally well, that's agree.
2: That's because we're. We're,
0: high. we're we're purists in the sport. Yeah, yeah, yes, we, we actually are.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So my other choice, and this was hard because I actually wanted to put your best friend, Alf Samuelson, in there. I hate him. <laughs> but Dave Babbage's numbers were fantastic when he was an actual Hartford Whaler. He was there for six years, and he was almost a point. He was almost a point a game player, almost three, well three quarters a point, which is phenomenal from the defense position, really. It is you know, he was yeah. an all-star a few times, and to be honest with you, looking at the list of Hartford Whalers defensemen that were there for a while. yeah, and the same thing can be said for the hurricanes, there's not a real long list of players that were defensemen anyway that were there for years that could establish themselves as like a best of the best. Yeah, it, for the that whole franchise, it seemed like it was
2: always like plug and play. right? It was. Well, in Hartford, you didn't want to go there because of the weather, right? Yeah. Hart- uh, New England New England winters suck, and hockey's a winter sport. So you really didn't want to go to Hartford in the winter when you have played teams like Florida and and Tampa Bay in the league just being beautiful all year round. Right. And then they go to Carolina, which you could say gets a little cold in the winter, but you don't have to shovel snow. So you'd think they'd maybe attract a few more players. It never, came, never really came to fruition until players like Eric Stahl came about. Right, you know, because then once they moved to Carolina, it was like, all right, well, I can go there, but who am I going to play with? Garbage. Yeah, it's, yeah, in front of a relatively empty
0: building. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I, I will, and with full intent to insult, worst fans in hockey.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I, mean, I, I don't know. I think
2: I think I Carolina I when they. I'm
0: not going to say they're the worst fans in hockey. I will say that all that storm surge stuff kind of gets a little irritating sometimes. See, I did like
2: the storm surge. I did. Because that was something new, and that was something unique, and it didn't affect the game at all. Right. So, to me, it was just like, alright, they're just having a little bit of fun. Like, that's why you play the game. Yeah,
0: you're you're right. I mean, at at least it was after the game. It wasn't like they were stopping after they scored a goal to do it.
2: Yeah, it's not like they were wheeling Evander Holyfield's Corpse out the box, but, but, <laughs> but sometimes it seemed like they
0: were trying just a little too hard with it too. You know, they, like-
2: they, they definitely were, but like, you know what? They're hockey players; they're not comedians, so they're not—they don't have creative minds. They just know how to ice skate to have creative minds. <laughs> but you know what? With bringing it back to the storm surge, it was refreshing. It was a breath of fresh air, and it really—I liked how it pissed off that old coot, Don Cherry. Yeah! Oh, come on! Listen, Don Cherry had some of the most archaic viewpoints I've ever seen in sports. Just pure <laughs> anarchy. He was. He was. He. He didn't evolve with the game.
0: I, I mean, I will say that that, tor- especially towards the end, that his time had probably passed him by. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. That he wasn't going to be able to connect with. You know the the younger generation coming through like he had before, because for reasons like you just said, some of his points of view were way out there. Yeah, but uh, with the, for me with Don Cherry is like you always if, if you knew hockey, right? You knew that that was basically that, that's grapes, you know. It's grapes. Oh, grapes yeah. is the first thing that comes to his mind is going to come flying out of his mouth because there is no filter whatsoever.
2: No filter, none. Man. You know what? I will I will say it's, some of my fondest when as many movies. times
0: there should have been one, but there wasn't. <laughs>
2: No, yeah, no. He, you know what? Sometimes a little, uh, a little, little foresight. Yeah, seeing where the world is now, he, he would probably still be on TV today. Yeah, just for just for being Don Cherry. Sure. And but like my fondest memories growing up were watching the Rock'em Sock'em tapes with my dad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Don Cherry. I do. He, uh, I love old like when, when it was 1998, and I was watching the Rock'em Sock'em tapes and watching, you know old Bruins just going after people, going into the Rangers crowd and fighting people, sure. that was great for me. Absolutely. That, that, that made me love the game.
0: It would never fly now, though.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, moving right along. Oh, by the way, Jordy Fighter agrees with you um, and me. The one nothing games are a lot more entertaining than those 7-4. to four. He's absolutely right, too. And yeah. check out his YouTube channel if you want to see some really cool like local hockey videos. Okay. He makes some pretty cool videos, so check it out. Okay. So, moving right along to our all-time left winger. Who you got?
2: I'm bringing it back home. Eric Cole. Bringing it home for Eric Cole. Bringing it home for Eric Cole. Wow. I've, I've met him a couple of times. Uh-huh. He's a he's a gentleman. I mean, super nice guy. Humble. He just want, you know, I mean, he's just like an everyday guy. But... His hockey spoke for itself. He was a solid player. He, he, he found himself a mainstay in the NHL, stayed relatively healthy, and most importantly, he, led, he was a part of that leadership team that got him to a cup. Yeah. yeah he was a veteran at that point in his career, and he helped get them a cup. Sure.
0: Well, I mean, hey, listen, cups talk. They do. Cubs talk. But I had to go with the man who holds the hartford Whaler carolina Hurricane record for most goals in a season. And that okay. was Mr. Blaine Stoughton scored fifty six goals. I think it was nineteen eighty three.
2: That's gonna be broken in, this year.
0: In one season. So it it's might be. be. It could be. be broken this year. It might be, but it's still it still isn't. No, you're right. So so for that reason alone, he is my number one left winger in Harper Whaler history. Oh boy.
2: That's why you had to have a break. Yeah, that's why I had to have a break. It went everywhere. It yeah, went everywhere. <laughs> Ed,
0: yes. How about your number one center of all time?
2: My number I think we're gonna center, agree on this one. Eric Saul. Oh, we're Eric not Saul. going to agree. Eric, you you said it yourself. Best you know leading goal scorer, all the all these accolades. Best best center in Carolina Hurricanes history.
0: Maybe Carolina Hurricanes. But I gotta disagree with you. I gotta go with Ron Francis. To Ron me, Francis the, one of was, the most underrated players in NHL history. I would a shadow say, of it out.
2: I think time is told that he. Oh, what the hell does that sound? That, outside. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that came from outside. Somebody, something just popped out there. <laughs> but guy. I think around Francis.
0: Maybe a rock guy kept up from that jalopy that went by earlier. Oh my god! <laughs> it's finally was, landing.
2: Was, there, there, that, drive by <laughs> the the fenders were different colors. The, oh. Like he, he, it drove by, the doors were red, the back doors <laughs> were black, the fenders were silver, the hood was orange. <laughs> it was brutal to look at. But yeah, the uh, car- to me Carolina Hurricanes. They, I when I think centers in Carolina Hurricane history, I think of Eric Cole. I think Eric Cole overall is one of the
0: – you You're on, on luck. We were at the center. Oh, bro. yeah,
2: Eric Stahl, I mean. Eric, Eric Saul, Stahl, yeah. I think of Eric Stahl. When I think centers in Carolina Hurricane history, and I think Sebastian Ajo will overtake that, I think Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl is overall just one of the best. Um, one of the best to ever do it in my eyes. Um, when, it all, when it's all said and done, being a mainstay center in the NHL is no easy task, especially being a first-line mainstay center for how many years? Ten years? Yeah, but I mean, you know. but look how long Ron Francis did it. Ron Francis, when I think of Ron Francis, I think Pittsburgh Penguins, though.
0: See, I can't. I can't. I
2: think penguins. It's what tough for me mean? not to think the Penguins. I mean, when, because he was know, only there
0: for like three years. He
2: was, but he got two cups out of
0: it. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the team he was playing with, too. I would hope they won a couple cups.
2: Yeah, no, I'm surprised they only won a couple cups. Honestly, you're right. You're they, right. They, they, On they a, team, won a more. team that
0: had Bartholomew, Ron Francis, and Brian Trottier down the middle.
2: And then, and then uh, down the sides you had Yager. And Kevin Stevens. <laughs> Kevin Stevens. You had the defense they, of Paul Coffey.
0: They made Rob Brown a 45-goal scorer.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> that Penguins team did, should have had way more. Um.
0: Uh, but anyways, but, well, let's get back to our, our, our original um, team here, yes. the, the Whalers and the, uh, the Hurricanes. So we obviously disagree at center. But well, let's yes. close this out with who is the best right winger? Justin Williams. Okay. Justin Okay. Williams. So that's why you didn't argue with me too hard.
2: That's yeah, a, I got gotcha. you. No. no, I had to bust your balls on the uh, Kings thing because you <laughs> went to be at the Bruins.
0: Um, <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. Huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin Williams. There's there's a reason why he kept coming back. Yeah, he loved it. I so there's and and I've talked about this with a couple people I've met who've played in the NHL. They say, when you find that home, when you find that city that, that just takes you in you and you end up having to leave, all you want to do is go back. Right. That's why players retire and they go there. You know, like, I, I don't know if you listened to Spit and chicklets this week's episode with Dino Cicerelli, but he talked about Detroit and he just loved it there. He He didn't even get it. He, he was traded before they got a cup. Um, in the nineties. And he said, I love Detroit so much. He, 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 retired there and opened a bar. So Justin Williams just loved Carolina and they loved him and they kept, he just kept going back and going back and yeah. going back. You know, he goes to the Kings for a couple of years, gets another cup. He goes to Washington for a year, misses out on a cup. And then just goes back to Carolina after every time.
0: Well, I mean, he did build a house there too, before he left for the first time. And I guess that's just, so you're right. I mean, that was kind of like, you know, his, his home, you know,
2: yeah. Like he, he may be a good old Canadian boy and nhl NHLer, but he he he's a, he's himself a Carolina hur- Hurricane for life, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they retire his number this year. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, you know what? That'd be nice to see. That really would.
2: Honestly, that would be because I think Justin Williams is one of the most underrated players of all time. Fair, that's fair. I think Justin Williams overall. Like I think he 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 finds a. He, you look at somebody like Justin Williams and like, yeah, maybe his numbers weren't considered greatness of all time and stuff like that. The guy just knew how to win. There's a reason why he was Mr. Game (laughs) seven. I know. He just didn't know how to lose. Right. He didn't want to lose. And that fact right there makes him, you know, why, why he's on this list is because of the game sevens. Um, even though it's just Carolina, we're talking about the guy just won. Right. Um, and just the fact that he kept going back. I mean, even when the years were rough on him and the, even when the years were rough on the Hurricanes, he found himself wanting to put on that Carolina Hurricanes jersey.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know what, that's all very, like I said, he was my number two on my second line. But yeah. for me, the best right winger in the Hurricanes-Whalers franchise history, to me, Mr. Whaler, Kevin deneen, It had to be. I mean, was, listen, what he another, brought to the another team Another callback to Utica. Exactly. Head coach of our Utica comments here, right? And, yep. and I'm not saying that to blow smoke. I'm just saying that, it, honestly, really, when you think of, especially in the 80s, right, look yeah. back at the 80s, what he brought to that team. Not only did he bring goal scoring, which he had plenty of, he brought all kinds of grit and the leadership, even through yeah. the lean years, right? So he was the last captain of the Hartford Whalers... And then the first captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. Right? So with all that put together, yeah, I know he didn't win the cup. But still, overall, when I think Hartford Whaler Carolina Hurricane, right winger, as much as I love Justin Williams, it's Kevin Deneen that gets the nod.
2: I can agree with that. Yeah, I can see where you come from. I I personally am a huge Justin Williams fan. I mean, even though Brad Marshall clowned him his last season, I still love justin williams yeah I yeah th- i think justin williams is by far one of the most underrated players in the history of the league um he'll he'll go down as just a winner and winners get in the hall of fame yeah that's yeah,
0: that's true that's true barry actually says we did miss one uh jim pine mckenzie oh god coming back from the old days yeah we we kind of yeah. we did um, yeah, we
2: definitely forgot somebody.
0: Oops, I knew. I, you know what? That's what's so hard about these lists. You know, when you have a team that's been around for you know forty five years, there's only yeah. so many spots to to slot in. But he's right. I mean, I think Pi actually has his number retired by by the Whalers, didn't he? I believe so. I think he did because wasn't that the number that was the big controversy when they had the um, the, the Whalers? Or, I'm sorry, the Hurricanes did the first throwback night for the reverse retros for the Whalers. Yeah, and they let Dougie Hamilton wear his number.
2: Yeah, and they were remember that. They were, yeah, they were not happy. And it was Those like old no are yeah. faithful were not happy. Yeah,
0: so ah, good call, Barry. Very good call. That's very true. Well, See, that I, was. I didn't
2: know. I didn't know there were comments live on this. this yeah, is, like, yeah. Cool. I like reading this. This mm. is interesting.
0: Yeah, is good. we got Paul Coffee. Love the whale. Wink, wink. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's that's fantastic. Oh, well this was again so much fun. Now that we've looked back at the past, Eddie, what do you think of the what's what's this season going to bring for the Carolina Hurricanes?
2: I think Carolina. So, the Metropolitan Division, you can't help but say it's gotten tougher. Oh yeah. The whole East has gotten tougher. Oh yes. Um last time I was on, we talked about the Bruins and I said Bruins are missing the playoffs because the whole Div- the whole conference, the Eastern Conference is now so incredibly tough. Right. That that it's hard to really predict exactly right now. I think Carolina is going to make the playoffs, they easily make the playoffs. Um, with that being said, they're going to have a tough time with the Rangers, um, mainly because of their goaltending. Igor Shesterkin's phenomenal. I think every team's going to have a tough time with the Rangers, um, but the Rangers also have a toughness to them now with Ryan Reeves and and uh, Keandre Miller. That can rival the skill of this Carolina team. I personally see the Rangers winning the Metropolitan, um, Carolina coming in second. Okay, I could see it being uh, Rangers getting one hundred and ten points, Carolina getting one hundred and six, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, um, and that's that's really just how it falls because they're not going to play each other every night. Um, Rangers overall I think have a better better team starting from the goalie front goalie moving forward. Right. Um and that's Carolina's weak spot is goaltending. Inconsistencies with Frederick Anderson. Um Freddie Anderson when he's yeah. good he's great. When he's bad he's injured.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's no, you're right. You're absolutely right, actually. Uh they did make a couple of, of moves in the off season. Um guy, Max Pacioretty, for future considerations.
2: <laughs> yeah, Max Pacioretty for, um, for a can of oxygen was yeah. a good trade.
0: And then, um, then he, that is, I, now he's hurt. I think he's out for like six months. Yeah. Um, but that could be huge come playoff time. I think Max if Pacioretty. He can, if, if he can come back by the playoffs, right?
2: I think Max Pacioretty is going to be a great addition to this team, mainly because of the youth and his experience. Yeah. I mean, Max Pacioretty, he's been an HM mainstay for, what, 12 years now?
0: a little bit longer than it, that i think a
2: little bit longer than that yeah. i mean uh, probably since 2008 2009 that area right um and max patch is is you know he's a he was a captain with the canadians for a reason he 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 was great with the golden knights for a reason the guy just knows how to play hockey right um unfortunately he is injured for the first for the next six months um uh, and that's gonna severely hurt the team because that's just now they're gonna have to dig into the a h l and let's face it, that's always a gamble,
0: yeah, but you know what though ed i honestly I think that if, as as far as forward position <clears throat> excuse me as far as forward position goes, that's not gonna affect the hurricanes at all. You want talk is about a is, team that's uh, just loaded with forward prospects. I mean, Seth Jarvis, look what he did when he came up last year.
2: Seth, uh, and yes, yeah, they're not going to have any problem putting the puck in the net most nights. Um, I think they're going to have a problem keeping the puck out of the net because Jacob Slavin can't play sixty minutes.
0: No, but you know what though, they went, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how he does here. But with Brent Burns, oh, I forgot about Burns. that. Was Burns. an interesting
2: move. That was
0: No, um, I get that Brent is thirty seven years old, but he doesn't have to play all those number one minutes anymore.
2: No, he's and that's that's great for both Burns and the Hurricanes is cause now Brent Burns doesn't have to hold the hold twenty seven minutes a night. Right. He could play fifteen. Exactly. And power um, play. Yeah, he could he could he can quarterback a power play. Right. Very easily quarterback a power play.
0: Absolutely. He's been doing it for you years.
2: Know? Yeah, so when Losing Dougie Hamilton, everyone thought that was gonna be a be a bad thing for the Hurricanes uh, a couple years ago, and I think that it's been better since he's gone. Which most teams have, that have left <laughs> that Dougie Hamilton has left behind has realized it is better without Dougie Hamilton around. <laughs> he is, um, but yeah, no, I don't like Dougie Hamilton. He's another one of those players who I really don't care much for. <laughs> Um, but he, you know, Brent Burns now being, he could, he could be very easily quarterback the first power play, you know, um, he, he can take second nine minutes. He could play 15 to 20 a night and be perfectly fine. Right. You know, now they being 37 years old is going to be where it kind of hinders him. Um, yeah. I, I could see him retiring in two years. That's yeah. not far fetched at all.
0: No, they're, they're definitely um, going to have to shelter some minutes for him.
2: Yeah, I mean... Make no mistake it, about that. We're we're talking about a guy who's in the twilight of his career, but fortunately his twilight's pretty better, much better than most, yeah, like, most no players. Yeah, you no know? doubt. So, yeah, I think that the uh, addition of Brent Burns is going to be a big help for the team. Um, and, you know, like we talked about, J- Jacob Slavin. I mean, the guy just keeps the puck out of the net. Yeah. He's overall, I would say, the best defensive defenseman in the league. Um, he gets overshadowed severely by players like Charlie McAvoy and Brent. You know, in the past, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, players who could score, defensemen who could score. That Drew Doughty, Drew Doughty. Um, I mean, if Drew Doughty's ever healthy again, I know, right? You know, but when Drew, when Drew Doughty's healthy, he's great. Um, but when when there's a but Jacob Slavin, he's healthy. Um oh, yeah. He, he, oh, there's he's no doubt. Just a defensive defenseman. He's a powerhouse. And then, you know, if we're talking defense here, you gotta talk about Ethan Bear. Right. He's a kid. He's right. a kid, but the kid's good.
0: Kid's exactly. Good. And Edmonton much just gave up on him.
2: I know. And I don't know why.
0: They just gave up.
2: They gave up. They will Edmonton's great at giving up on
0: defense. <laughs> I know, right? Edmonton's great at giving. They up They figure, on defense. well, we got McDavid, we we got McDavid and Dreisidal. We don't need defense. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I'm just like, oh, when is Darnell Nurse going to be on the market? Because Boston better be licking their <laughs> lips on that one. You know? We got Taylor Hall for a pack of bubble gum. And a, I know. And, a, and why don't we try to get Darnell Nurse with that, say it, with a different pack of bubble
0: gum. Cause yeah, well, but the thing is, though, I don't think you're going to have Darnell Nurse saying, well, I want out of Buffalo, and I want to go to Boston, and that's all I want. That's how I mean, they're able to get them so cheap because Buffalo had zero leverage in that deal. I know, none.
2: I think you know what though. I I, I hear that as much as Boston is a historically a rough team to to play for because of our fans are awful. Um, I don't see why players don't want to play there because it's the fans are also loyal yeah. and it's an original six team that you know has found a way to stay relevant over the years, even when teams like Montreal. Even though with their recent cup run, that was a fluke. Um they 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 have not. Right. Chicago lost relevance. Um it's really it's really just been half of the original six has been relevant lately. With yeah. the other half either trying to regain relevancy or not. And <laughs> or
0: being in a severe rebuild.
2: Or you know or or rape charges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chicago for ruining hockey. Oh man!
0: But I'll tell you one other, uh, one interesting pickup. They just they and it was like last week. They just pulled this off. They brought in Paul Stasny, who I understand is a little long in the tooth, but this is one of those guys that makes a difference on at this point in his career, the third or fourth line, which is great for them because Paul it gives that it gives them depth that they need.
2: It does. It gives it. It really does. Um, but I've always looked at Paul Stasny kind of, you know, he's, he's he, as far as I've known that Paul Stasny, he's been a goal scorer. He knows how to put the puck in the net. When you're talking third or fourth fighting here, we're not talking about putting the puck in the net. Maybe it's because I, I have ancient viewpoints and, you know to me there's a scoring line there's a second line a checking line and all this stuff like each line had like that you know quote unquote name where it's like the checking line the mm-hmm. scorers and all that but you you put a player like Paul Stastzing on the third line and it's he he's going to be overwhelmed I, I feel like yeah i like mean he's, well, he's a first second line player with his skill set <laughs> But his age just doesn't allow. Right, and that's why it's
0: just going to be like with Brent Burns. Shelter the minutes, you know, keep him fresh throughout the year, and yeah. have them ready for the playoffs. But I do think you're right when you say that Carolina's biggest problem right now is their goaltending because, it, again, you can't depend on the health of Freddie Anderson.
2: No.
0: I like Antti Ranta, but, I mean, is this a guy that you're going to ride to a, a Stanley Cup if Anderson goes down? Not one. And year. I understand that there's really, you know, like the, the goaltending market is kind of bare. Because that was the one thing about expansion. Yeah, you can get all kinds of forwards and defensemen because they're all over the place, but you, great goalies are really, the really hard are, to find. Yeah,
2: they're really hard to find. And I know Antti Ranta, you know, he just won the Cup of Colorado, right?
0: No, that, you're thinking of Darcy Kemper.
2: Darcy Kemper. Oh, no, Antti Ranta was in Colorado. was in Phoenix.
0: He was, yeah, he was in Arizona, and then he was with he the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, Antti Ranta, you're not riding a Cup, too. Um, Frederick Anderson, if he stays healthy the whole year, you could. Yeah. You easily right, could. Right. But he's not going to stay healthy the whole year. So he's going to get injured around the All Star break. And then a couple months later, when, right when it's winding down and playoff time's about to kick up, he's going to come back. And then right before playoff starts, he's going to repull his groin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I wish I was joking. I wish that was a joke. I'm, that's his. That's been his issue. That's every yeah. goaltender's issue. I mean, if you talk to other goaltenders, just in our league, it's been groin issue, groin issue, right. knee, hip, groin issue. That's because they don't stand up anymore. Uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's just. It's true. <laughs> It is. It is. It it is true. And they're doing the the wide splits and stuff like that. The human
0: body wasn't meant to do that 100 times a year.
2: No, it wasn't. No, We're not talking about humans. We're talking about freaks of nature.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, See, Barry, such a great show, Scott. I was glad to hear the great names of those great players from the past. Thank you so much, Barry. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, just to wrap up, I mean, that, that Metro is going to be a war. This year, it's
2: going to be nobody's running away with
0: that division. I don't care who they are. There is nobody running away with it.
2: So here is my metropolitan prediction: Rangers winning it with one hundred and six points, one hundred and ten points. Carolina second place, one hundred and six points. Then we're going to go. I I firmly believe that third place is going to go to the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be around the. 100, 100 to hundred and four range. Cause you can't count them out. There there's still a dog left in that foot in that in that team. You know, you got you got Crosby. You can't you can't discount the guy. They just go out and resign Malkin and Latang. There's no chance that they're gonna squander this opportunity. And then I see maybe Washington at fourth or fifth. Um God, who else is in that division? So you got the Islanders. Yep, I don't think the Islanders are much of what they were a couple of years ago. See, I don't think you.
0: I don't know. I I'm going to be. I'll be honest with you. I'm not counting the Islanders out.
2: I'll give the Islanders because the seed. Sorokin. I'll give them a wild card spot.
0: Sorokin it, to me is going to end up being this year's Shosturkin. You watch. Uh, he almost was last uh, year. Such
2: a hard time believing that
0: he almost was last year, though. That's what I mean, you know?
2: He almost was last year. I mean, yeah, but they, the Islanders are going to do better just simply off the fact that they're going to be playing at home earlier in the season. They're well, not, not only. Like the first month and a half on the road, draining their bodies and getting jet lagged.
0: Right. And, well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they, they got creamed by COVID last year, too.
2: Yeah. I mean, nothing, they, they had everything. In all
0: honesty, though, the only team in that division that did not improve was Philadelphia. Philly,
2: Philly's going to be last in the division.
0: Columbus got sneaky better. New Columbus, Jersey's on their way up.
2: New Jersey, I don't think so.
0: I don't think they might not make the playoffs, but they're going to sniff. I'll tell you right I'm, now, they're going to sniff.
2: All right, going from bottom up. Philly, then New Jersey, then Columbus, then Washington, Islanders, Pittsburgh, um
0: Here's and here's Carolina, the issue for, for they, metropolitan division teams, right? So that's going to be such a dogfight that they're all going to be beating the crap out of each other, which is going to allow the Atlantic teams an easier path to the wild cards. I'm telling you, I know
2: the Atlantic. The Atlantic teams are going to be beating the crap out of each other yeah, too. Yeah, right? I mean, Let's face it, you got now you got they the got better too. The Florida Panthers,
0: yeah, is is Florida going to be for real again? Right,
2: I think Florida is going to be more for real than they were last year. I think you are may to, not win the division. They may not win the presidents or the division, but you're going to see them kind of gel with each other a little bit more with the addition of Matthew Kachuk. That's what they missed last year. It was a little bit of grit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that could be a very good point. But, boy, they lost a lot, though, too.
2: They, they lost Huberto and Uyghur, but I don't think Uyghur was going to stay, and I don't think Huberto was going to stay.
0: But I think this is going to be the last season you're going to see of pretty much the old status quo for these teams or for these for these divisions. I think there's too many teams that are on the rise. Like Buffalo's on the rise, no doubt about it. Detroit's on the rise. Ottawa is on the rise. They're they're putting together young talent left and right. So I think yeah. this is going to be the last season that you're going to see teams Pittsburgh and Washington both come to mind because they're they're aging out. And Boston. And Boston's on their way down, I'm sorry, but they oh, they I, they've got they've got some issues they're going to have, have to work through. They really do. they got to get younger themselves.
2: They're an aging team with not much depth in the pipeline.
0: And I think this is going to be the last season that you see Tampa Bay being a dominant division in the team. They're still going to be a good team in a couple years. Don't get me wrong. (sighs) But I just can't see them being as dominant in a couple years. Yeah, I I can agree with that. They surprised the heck out of me by making the, the cup final. They really did. Yeah, I, I was I was stunned that they made it, and good for them. But they're also running into a situation where you're talking salary cap, you're talking age, the whole works.
2: Well, I mean, let's face it. Same and I'm going to tell coast, you right now, this year, chicken.
0: this year, if they don't get somebody to be a one beat of Vasilevsky, they're going to be in trouble because that man I, has played an awful lot of hockey. Yeah, and that's a I, position that can really get you wore down in a hurry.
2: I think uh, I think you're going to see Vasilevsky get his first major injury this year. and That's something I don't want to see or No, no he does. But it's hard to deny the fact that he has played a lot of hockey in the past three, four years. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, let's face it. The, the COVID year with the half season, that was what? He played, what, 90% of the games? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> he didn't take a break.
2: Yeah. Then the year after that was, you know, when they won the Cup. I mean, let's face it, a Cup run's not easy. No. Especially when you're away from your family that first Cup.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and they've been on several of them at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they've been three in a row.
0: Right. So So, that's almost like two and a half seasons of extra hockey right there.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So... Like I said, I think that they really need to do something about that. Brian Elliott's a good goaltender. I, I just think they got to give him some more playing Brian, time.
2: Brian Elliott's also 40 years old. True, but it's
0: got to be a little bit more than an 85-15 split at this point.
2: I think they're going to have to, and this is where I think the league should go if I was a team like Tampa. I would make a push for, for Philadelphia to get Carter Hart. Yeah. So you need to change the scenery. Let's face it, Philly's doing nothing with him. Yeah. Kid has zero confidence. Yeah, It's a good point. Bring him bring him somewhere where he's going to be used and build, rebuild his confidence back up.
0: It's a very good point.
2: You know, so maybe if you know maybe an eighty five fifty for the first year of Carter Hart, but then second year of Carter Hart, you could do sixty forty. Maybe. You know? Yeah. And that's that's just if I was Tampa Bay, I would push for him, you know. That's right. I would like to see Boston maybe trade Linus Allmark for Carter Hart. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I know. Uh, well, buddy,
0: I think that's about all the time we got for this week. But that yeah. was, that was fun, and I got to tell you, man, we are getting we're getting so close. We're so close to hockey season starting. I can't wait.
2: I know. I really can't. Oh. Two more weeks for my tournament, three weeks for the league.
0: Yep, enough of this heat and humidity. Let's get that ice back out.
2: I uh, know. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to f- go to Florida just to lay in ice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Eddie,
0: thanks again for coming on. And like I said, you're going to be back many more times, my friend. So, yes, so you, you better very get used much, to this God. place. Get used to it. All right, so that's all we got for this week. So, like I said, take a look at sportshistorynetwork.com to check out uh, Marty's Illegal Stick swag and some Marty's Illegal Stick info. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all across social media, and please subscribe to the show on YouTube, podcasts, networks, everywhere. All right, that's it. That's all we got. So, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick, a hockey history.
1: Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement with his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History. Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to Sports